Hello and welcome to ecotimes.tv magazine podcast. Today we've got a special guest, David Katz from plasticbank.org. I'm your host, Alex Strong. David, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Alex. Thank you very much for the invitation. No worries, no worries. So um, you're going to highlight an important issue today um, about the plastic situation and kind of what you're doing to help solve that problem. So if you could lead in and kind of give us a background, David, of um, what it is you do and and how we can move forward and and save our planet. Yeah, thanks, Alexander. And, and And it's totally rock star. I mean, it's shows like this, it's it's... Um, you know, the, the, the conversation about this, that's so important. And, and really, so what do I do? You know, I'm an entrepreneur and ultimately I look for solutions. And, and when I can look at a problem, I've got this kind of crazy ability to turn around and go, Hey, where's the opportunity? And I think that there's great opportunity in, in this, this catastrophe, which it is. And we continue to see the further degradation of our entire planet. And it, it, and it shows itself, my litmus test is the bellies of birds and the bellies of fish and how much plastic is appearing in our, in, in, in our environment and the animals around us. Now, that being said, I look at that and say, oh my gosh, you know, there's, you know, 8 trillion pounds of plastic sitting on the earth. Almost all the plastic that we've ever produced is still on the earth. We continue to produce more plastic when all we need to do is go and make the plastic that's already sitting there mm. and i think that the real the real challenge um is, is is showing the value in it again and 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 it's just that that because it's in the shape of a bottle you know sometimes people think that it's worthless where it's not you know what plastic is what between 50 cents and a dollar per pound if we're looking at eight right. trillion pounds of plastic on the earth it's an eight trillion dollar market well let's start going to mine it let's go back into the landfills and let, and, and get it and let's ultimately reveal the value to the people who need it the most and so that they can find an entrepreneurial opportunity in it and go out and create micro-recycling programs when there are none and help stop the flow of plastics into our environment by showing people how valuable it is. And more importantly, I think, how valuable people are around the world as well. And, but, and create to an environment where we can inspire entrepreneurs to also create entrepreneurial solutions around this. But I... I just love the concept. is is amazing in terms of micro recycling. Um, I've seen on your website that you've got um, a three D printing from a so-called ocean plastic, which yeah. sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, epic as well, you know, because the whole idea is to reveal value. Yeah. And so you know, the plastic bank's got you know three three core core principles, core values, and it's the, you know, love people, most importantly, and that is the, you know, exhibit the love of the planet and the people, and, and the people are, you know, especially in disadvantage, mm. and, you know, to reveal value, of course, to reveal value in people and reveal value in plastic, and to continuously improve. And when we take all of those and we, we look at, you know, an opportunity, because I focus, the, oh, this is a business, right? Like, so, and I, and I know that it's the business solution to poverty. And I know when I can look at this and say, hey, you know what, if I can make this a business and, and give it great value and give other people the opportunity to unleash their own army of entrepreneurs to go and find solutions, one of the ways we look at it is to gamify it. And so let's gamify it. So we had a team of UBC, of University of British Columbia, out of Vancouver. Uh, we, we got a team of engineers and they got together and we said, hey, you know what, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if we could make our own 3D printing filament? Because right now it's like the most expensive plastic on the planet. Oh, really? It's, it, it's very incredibly expensive plastic because of the tolerance and, and clarity and, and, and things. But we said, hey, you know what, guys, let's make a tabletop. If we can make a tabletop machine that we can go mm. into the environment 
bring the plastic bank, the plastic back that has been polluting the environment and turn that into a filament that then we can then create anything out of. Well, oh, wow, that's a complete reveal in the value of not just the plastic, but a reveal in the creativity of the people that come with a problem. Because like, you know, perhaps one of the ideas is that they go out and we create a micro recycling entrepreneur that goes out and works with uh, small motorbike or scooter shops. He creates a program where he's collecting all the plastic, all the oil containers and everything for recycling, but then has a little bit of a, a market. And they say, hey, you know what, if we could, you know, create like a little sprocket or if you could print us um, a component, that would be of giant value. And now it might be worth 100x of the plastic that they've collected. So they could print it locally and then resell it as well. It's, it sounds a game changer, David. It's a game changer, totally. It's it's a, it's the whole creativity and and bringing you know bringing you know additive manufacturing, micro manufacturing into the small communities that don't have it. I mean, anything could be printed, and the more that they collect, the more time they would have on the three D printer, so that they could affect more and do more, look for ideas. We we just got a nice grant. We're we're very fortunate. People are you know, excited by what we're doing. And, and that we're, yeah. we want to build out a crowd platform that allows collectors to submit problems to the crowd where the crowd who might have design backgrounds or CAD backgrounds, the ability to submit design ideas that could be printed locally and then maybe shared around the world as well. Again, revealing value in everything. It's, that's, that's the idea. And I know that that can't, is it. Can't we, um, can't we, can't we look at it like, in terms of this 3D printing situation, mm-hmm. can't we, like, so, so, we, so we crowdfunded with all our listeners and, you know, all the amazing eco people actually care about the, the world yeah. um, out there. Yeah. Can we kind of crowdfund where we have some of these amazing 3D printed machines and, and kind of one based in every country, if not, if not more, but say one, for example, and then, you know, have it have the process where it can, you know, kind of change the uh, plastic so it can be used um, within the machine and, you know, for sellable product or whatever. So, um, I don't know. Let's yeah, think about and, that. And, and no, no, and on and on. And, and ultimately, the machines are not that expensive. Uh, right. They become more and more stable all the time. And there's challenges around it, of course. But it's always just a, a question that needs to be solved. I'm not, I don't get stumped by the by the questions. I'm just stumped by my ability to find the creative solution around it. And yeah, you can put a small $5,000 machine, which can print at a very high quality, uh, in every little plastic bank center. It's just, it's really just the amount of plastic that we're pulling from the environment that supports it. And then, you know, and then be able to ship people uh, filament or, or have them remanufacture it on site. It, shouldn't, it doesn't even have to be one per country. It's not expensive. I am... Um... David, I went to a web summit in Ireland and um, I met some very uh, clever entrepreneurs who are in the 3D printing business. Oh, yeah. And um, some big players, actually. And um, obviously, they're doing houses, they're doing all sorts of crazy stuff with 3D printing. Yes. But thinking out loud, wouldn't it be amazing to kind of get a partnership with with the plasticbank.org so that people collect all the plastic, it gets processed at one of these central kind of plants or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you've got that agreement with, you know, the big 3D printers to, you know, for, say, a discounted price, sell it all to them straight away. So, 
Awesome. Yeah, Alexander, you're thinking, you're thinking appropriately. That's the idea. See, you're trying to f- figure out how to better reveal value. That's mm. why your podcast is so important. That's why the, the conversation with the community is important. And I, and I tell you that it's really only a lens, Alexander. It's only the way that we see the world. And I think that the challenge today is we have so many people who are so vocal about the environment and it's so important. And I'm so thankful that they are because everyone needs to know what's happening. But the challenge is that they are totally focused on the problem. And we need more and more people that look at it and go, oh, okay, yep. Yeah, problem sure i get it what's the solution how do i fix it well, I we've got so we many people need, out there yeah david we just need to form a group a yeah. group of um all the top tops you know say 50 um 3d printing companies and, and figure and out solutions out, amen yeah, for, well figure out but but how we can get that plastic to them for you know to awesome. be processed for that yeah. specific awesome awesome let's as well let's right. do it let's do it right <laughs> let's, let's do everything it's yeah. getting done that, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. That's, and so from the plastic bank really, so that's, that's one component, which is very powerful because we want to influence the communities. I want to give yeah. the collector themselves, the recycling entrepreneur, the opportunity to have creativity or give their children the opportunity to have the creativity. So they can say, Oh dad, what about this? Or what about that? Oh, let's go. Let's, let's get the world to help us. Oh, wow. And let's print that. Let's create. And that's hope when I can create, when I can transcend the situation that is, that is given to me and have some, oh, well, hope. I mean, that changes everything, of course. And then on a high level, really out of our, you know, the, you know, our, our developed markets, what we are is, you know, really the opportunity to brand that plastic. So we're social plastic. That's our, that's our global trademark. And that, and that really on a high level uh, is a volume opportunity for the great brands of the world to exhibit through action, their commitment to the environment by using plastic that's you been collected by the you, poor. Right, you, a game changer there again, David. That's so instead right. of just the 3D printers, right. let's get all the uh, big, get, big get the whole world. on board. Get the whole yeah, yeah. World on and board, get the G20 and all that. That's and, the um, idea. So that's and it's business, though. Like, I don't even need the G20, I don't think. I think that I just need to make it marketable. No, but- but mm-hmm. if the G20 are behind you, then it adds a, another level of clout Amen. in terms of um, right. it, it does kind of it, mass global kind yeah, of let's all come together yeah. and sort this plastic situation <laughs> out. Because I was speaking to um, a lovely lady from the Five Guys website, and she oh, was yeah. saying, um, you know, I, I was saying earlier, but it's the same that there's, I think, 200,000 or 300,000 tons of plastic in the ocean. And that plastic is getting churned up so much, it's getting really kind of, fire, you yeah. know, really tiny. And yeah. the fish are taking it on board. Yeah. And then, obviously, we catch a fish and then we're eating the fish and we're ending up yeah. with these, you know, cancer plastic chemicals within our bloodstream. So, you know, yeah, et cetera, we need, et cetera. To, move, we yeah, need to move we forward. Well, and see, and this is the conversation, I think, that it's, it's important as well to, to know that it's not just going out to the ocean to pick up that plastic. But most importantly, we have to make valuable so, or plastic rather, so valuable that it doesn't end up in the ocean to begin with. And that really is just giving people the knowledge that it is of high value and that it's pound for pound worth more than steel. It's a it's petroleum in the end. You take a liter or a kilo of plastic, it's a liter of, of petrol. So, yep. I mean, are you going to pass that by? Are you just going to take a, pe- a liter of petrol and throw it out? No, you look at petrol as money, but yet you look at right. plastic as disposable. It's ridiculous. 
So can you, David, can you kind of give us um, the audience a kind of overview of the recycling process of um, plastic that, you know, that we can collect and sort this situation up? Well, you know, we, it's all recyclable in the end. Not every community has the, you know, has the ability to recycle everything, but there's, you know, even, even in the developing nations, there's, you know, a great, I was just in Jakarta, you know, this last week and, yeah. you know, I, I visit these beautiful organizations that as well even go into the, go into the community, find plastic that isn't readily available to recycle and they, and they even craft out of it. I mean, there's value out of everything in the end, if you just look at it the right way. And, how, how do they do it though, David? Oh, well, how they take it I... and they sew and they create jobs and so they take these like old billboards that are, you know, you know, Plastic, plastic based yeah and they and they create like these cool like computer bags and 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 purses out of them and stuff and it's like a total oh no cool i mean I'm, oh, oh, sorry i mean sorry. on a on a on a, a mass scale on so a mass how, scale. how do i yeah take the plastic so you get from your bin and yeah. then you, you you i don't know do you burn it or or you know how do you reprocess that ready to be plastic yeah bag? well it gets it gets chipped and remelted in the end and and right. kind of mixed up and made into a pellet again it's it's pretty straightforward it's not it's not dramatic you can add some additives to it to to, to build the strength of it again you can you can right. you know change it a little bit but it's not a it's you know it takes you know one tenth of the energy to recycle plastic uh, i would actually argue it's about one one hundredth of the energy to recycle plastic than it is to make a new a new plastic wow. pellet if you consider you know if you consider and i you know i've got a great conversation about a plastic spoon how everyone you know plastic cutlery everyone thinks is you know free or disposable because you pick them up at the counter everywhere it's free but mm. if you go back and trace it to the to the engineers and miners that had to go and, and find the hole to, drig, to drill to create a, a platform that goes and drills oil and brings the oil out of the ground and then transports that and then refines it. And then once the petroleum's refined, it's shipped to a plastics manufacturer and the plastics manufacturer and their few hundred dollar million facility creates a pellet and then that gets shipped to a, a, you know, a spoon manufacturer. A spoon manufacturer makes a spoon, puts it into a box, puts it into a crate, ships it around the world on a, on a freight um, on some you know boat, and then it gets trucked again, and a warehouse, and then eventually onto the store, and then on the shelves, and then you drive in your SUV to go get the spoon. And for some reason, we think it's free, but it's not. You know, so there's a high value in it, right? So to take the plastic that's already been through that whole process and just to chip it up and then melt it and, and reform it again—that's not a—that's that's a fraction of the expense and time and energy that went into getting you that plastic. So, and it's just as good. So, um, who are the the big the big manufacturers um, utilizing plastic? I mean, kind of geographically, is it kind of China based, where all these big, big factories are? Yeah, that's that. I that that you know. And listen, I'm not you know. I, I I'm I'm going to have a conversation. But I do not purport myself to be an expert in this field at all. Wow. However, my knowledge, my understanding, is that because most of our manufacturing is coming out of China, that's why. That's why there is a, you know, a, they're a huge consumer of plastic, huge consumer of recycled plastic as well. Of course, they're all looking for recycled plastic because currently it okay. still is less expensive than a virgin. And, and that and makes a lot of sense. And they're looking for feedstock and they want good, clean feedstock. We got to a point where they put up what they're what they call the green curtain because everyone was shipping all of their dirty plastic and it was a mess <laughs> and everyone was just shipping garbage to them. And then they were landfilling it, which was a, which was a huge mistake. Oh, no. Right, so China didn't want that. Like, ship us good, clean plastic. It's a you know different conversation. What's the difference then? And how can you, uh, you know, say clean plastic versus dirty plastic? Can't you just clean it and then it can be recycled, or is it, is it not? 
Yeah, it's best to do with a source. So like, you know, like for instance, again, not being an expert, but I'll just express what I, what I have come to learn. Yeah. Is that like if you take a uh, if you take a plastic bottle and then you stuff your wrappers in it and then you throw in some sand um, and you send that to the that's not going to get recycled. Right. That's not just because, you know, Western Western culture is the expense of recycling and all that stuff. That's just going to get landfilled because it's dirty plastic. Now, there's even some challenges in some places where you've got a different colored cap on top of the bottle. Now, that cap, first off, may be a different type of plastic than the PET in the bottle itself. And so that's now mixed plastic and they won't be able to be recycled together. And as well, if you take a different colored cap on top of a clear bottle, that will influence the value of that plastic because it's if you take clear and add blue to it, well, it's never going to be clear again. So those are those are issues as well. So you know, that would be one of my, by the way, conversations with one, some of your consumers or one of your listeners, rather. I'll tell you he, what, David, there's, yeah. there's, there's a gentleman, um, um, inventor slash hacker, um, that works for the Gates Foundation and this is a guy you need, David, to come up with a, a kind of super recycling plastic machine because that is, it sounds like that's what we need because, like you were saying, there's problems recycling dirty plastic versus yes, different kinds is. of plastic. It's um, been solved, though. It's been solved. Right. Alexander, I'll tell you that uh, Mike Biddle, one of the world's foremost experts in, in plastics, and we, we hope very soon will be a part of our full-time team, yeah. he, he created uh, MBA Polymers. Uh, so it's uh, Mike Biddle and Associates Polymers. He's created a... Uh, and as a foremost expert in plastics, he's created a patented process that you can take any plastic, chip it, shred it, chip it. They, it's cleaned, totally separated, all the different grades of plastics or types of plastics, uh, and then color sorted as well. So we just need wow. more of those. How much are they? Oh, that's, I don't know, I think you, it's like 50 million a plant or something like that. But that's how many things go, right? So, wow. But, how, <laughs> but, um, but in terms of how much that can recycle... How, how much come out of recycle? Um, tons, I'm guessing. Tons, and you know his the the market for MBA is is the auto auto industry because they're you know it turns out I've come to learn that automobiles are probably the highest recycled item in the world. Oh, you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wow. just put them through huge shredders and everything separates, and they separate the plastic and then there's some metal. And so they figured out how to work with the auto manufacturers and take all the plastic out of the automobiles and then separate it by color as well. So you know, very important as well. Could um could this gentleman um who who's uh, hats off to hats off to this gentleman yeah. um could he invent a um a slightly smaller version so that with you know lesser costs and more you know so you know each country could have one and and start you know that's tackling what, the problem that's what we're hoping for yeah right that's what I'm hoping for now you know it's yeah. all business right so business yeah. solutions. But, you know, you've got to exit that one thing. And, you know, it's coming. It's all coming. I'm convinced, Alexander, the world is going to be amazingly clean and 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 beautiful and respected. And it's just coming. And we need more conversation. And we need to have people know that they need to be focused on solutions. And there's opportunity in the solution. That's where the opportunity lies. It's, not, it's, 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 it's in creating value, building value. And you're rewarded yeah. for building value. So more of an entrepreneurial solution. Everyone needs to know that they have to just stop just talking about the problem. I mean, that's important. Yeah, but talk is cheap. We want action. Cheap. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. and then just talking about it, that that diminishes the the problem itself because you become even more powerful because you yeah when you come become with used to it. Yeah, and you become used to it, and everyone. And then what happens as well? People don't want to hear bad news all the time. So as soon as you start talking about the environment, they're like, "Oh no, I don't want to hear it." 
well, they certainly want to be able to hear about, hey, you know what? I discovered a way to, you know, make lots of money. Well, okay, that's that's a different, <laughs> different conversation for some, right? Well, you have, haven't you, David? I think bank. so. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's and I want to keep promoting it. Like my whole mission, ultimately, my lifetime mission is to continue to to reveal the power in the entrepreneur as a solution you know, to the uh, world. I think, David, that um, if you can get this gentleman on board, that. The the thing would be to one bring say a slightly discounted cost, but then get the G twenty on board, which I'm sure is not an easy thing. But once they're on board, they'll be on board. Um, what's it called? And then a central bank of each country in the world can buy one because fifty million to me or you is quite a lot of money. Uh, well, it is a lot of money, but to a central bank, a country. It's you know when they've got billions and trillions um, in assets, it, it's it's still a lot of money, but it's more af- achievable. Well, see, so, here's, so here's the conversation as well. Remembering that there's you know two things we can do. There's two actions we can work on either what's urgent or we can work on what's important. Mm. Urgent is the millions and billions going into the problems of you know still water collection that breeds mosquitoes and the mess and the sewage collection and then and then and then like in Jakarta they have like so much plastic waste that they have floods because the 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 sewer system can't take it and then the whole city floods from sewage. Well, what's that expense? What's that expense and lost productivity? So urgent is going and cleaning up that mess important would be to keep it from happening to begin with which is to make that you know 50 million dollar investment and to give an opportunity to reveal value in plastics they don't have to work on urgent they don't have to work on floods anymore they don't have to work on the on the catastrophe that ensues it's critically important that they make that investment up front it's a fraction of the expense fraction yeah it, it seems a no-brainer and if it's I, a no right it's no brainer yeah it, it seems if i had some sort of you know, government incentive, you know, so say the, the people who haven't got some, you know, um, jobs out there, you know, right. they could grab a plastic and, right. you know, if they know they're going to get, you know, a thousand pounds by so many kilos of plastic, they'll be, uh, be, be right. wealthy in, in no time. <laughs> no question. No question. Exactly. Just go create micro recycling entrepreneurs. Like, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the countries we go to, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't even have the road infrastructure. You know, we're lucky. Listen, you're, 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 you know, I'm in Vancouver, a beautiful modern city, mm. uh, new city in the end. Our, our roads can support heavy trucks. And we have, uh, you know, fleets of uh, $300,000 trucks on the road going out and collecting plastic. That's just not, that's just not an option in many of the countries. So, yeah. you don't, it doesn't need to be run by the government. It has to be a business solution. And we go and create opportunity for people. And we can take a, you know, thousands of people and create little entrepreneurs that go out and look for the plastic. Well, oh my gosh, I mean, there wouldn't be any plastic in the garbage if, if we provided an opportunity for people to make a true yeah. living out of it. And that's, that's my direction. That's, that's what we're trying to do. And then, so we just take it a step back. And again, so our tr- trademark, social plastic. So, you know, if I have like, uh, you know, I won't name names. Well, let's say company X, let's say global company X. And, yeah. and they're having trouble connecting with their consumer because the consumer today demands that corporations ha- are, are sustainable and, you know, there's clarity and, and, you know, and everything else. And they know that their customer will identify um, with them when they are using sustainable products like social plastic, like a plastic that was harvested from ocean-bound waterways by the world's disadvantage. It's such a great story. It's so important. It allows the consumer to make a decision to clean the world through their purchasing. And so, the, and, the, and the brand X knows that. Now, the great part is that brand X's competitor, brand Y, 
doesn't want brand X to do that. Brand Y wants to do it. So now it becomes competitive for that social plastic. Yeah. And that's, okay. and that's the idea. So it's a business solution so that both brand X and both brand Y both know that they've got to serve their customer by going out and being social and by keeping the environment from being polluted. Because what will happen is that brand X one day, as we build out plastic banks, and let's say there's a thousand plastic bank locations, brand X will be able to go in and, and let's say they, let's say they, they, they take over the naming rights or they brand all those locations, their story their story gets to say that they are cleaning the world of brand Y's mess. Yeah. So, yeah. so you it's know, good PR. It's, right. Well, it's good PR, right. And it's competitive. Yeah. And so I'm tracking it. I'm going to make a competitive environment for people that to create an opportunity that they have to clean the environment. It's not an mm. option anymore because they'll look, they just, they will just lose the hearts of the consumer. It's all story. And I think I've approached it from a, a logical business approach. Oh yeah, I I've, I definitely um, I definitely think there's there's opportunity there's opportunity on every sing, every level um, to tackle this and to effectively. Yeah. You know what I mean, so like you're saying with the the you know kind of entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, you know, recycling of plastic, and then on a country level, you know, maybe a, a larger uh, you know recycling uh, melt or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Right. And then on a global level, with the world leaders deciding that, you know, plastic uh, has to is outlawed. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. consumable plastic. So you can't, there's no, there should be no such thing as consumable plastic. Do you know what I mean? So you should, you know, be mad out of, you know, something else that yes. can be it, reused or whatever. It has to be, I think that uh, this is, the, here's, a conf- here's a, going to be a little bit of a, a controversial statement. I love plastic. I think plastic's fantastic. I think that what should be outlawed is the disposal of plastic. Use, use yeah. plastic, fantastic. Plastic is so great. It's lighter, it's, it's versatile, it's everything else. But if you throw it away, that's against the law because it is worth such high value. So that'll make people think about it differently and recycle it more and... And that's, and that's great. Like recycle the petroleum that we have in the world. I think if we outlawed it, it would also diminish the opportunity for us to go and recapture the 8 trillion pounds of plastic that are sitting on the earth. So you just can't throw it away anymore and create an incentive for people to go and find the plastic that's been buried. 100%. So um, what can... Uh, I was just thinking, do you know who would be like amazing to have on your board as an advisor or or even you know to help you tackle this problem is elon musk oh yeah yeah for sure yeah he he he's definitely yeah. a gentleman that thinks out of the box yeah and yeah. um on a global macro well i mean he's he's put you know his goal is to put someone on mars isn't it so it, uh, totally yeah you know, and and, and you know michael bloomberg as well i mean there's a lot of great people that have reached levels of success in their life where they recognize now that legacy of truth and life is doing well for others uh, and 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 you know we'll get we'll get there. No, and then podcasts like this make a big difference. You never know who, who's listening to what. Oh, hundred percent. And um, yeah, have you have you reached out to some of these? Um, I seen I seen you had a, a, a Vampire Diaries uh, gentleman. Yeah, 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 yeah which yeah. is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun, you know. It's uh, it's fun when Hollywood gets involved a little bit, right? You know, so that's get the word out, right? Get the word out. That's, that's, word that's out, it. That's it. Know. That's it. That's it. Right, exactly. Oh. So that's you know that's that uh, yeah it's all coming you know and we continue to build out our process and we continue to build out 
you know, the system to do it. We continue to build out the way to implement in a country and into a city, yeah. into a community and into a, a university. And there's, you know, we continue to get creative on it. Like I've got a, uh, a nice friend who's, who's passionate about social entrepreneurship as well. And she's built a, a clinic in Nepal. Well, okay, great. Beautiful a clinic because people didn't have medical care or access to medical care, but great. There's a clinic, but now nobody can afford it. And so she can't afford to continue sustaining the clinic. But oh, no. if we contemplate it, because really what I'm trying to do is just monetize waste plastic. So, and it's, and same problem in Nepal, lots of garbage everywhere. Well, great. Add a plastic bank location so that people can go save up plastic, save up their plastic, save oh, up the plastic of their community, and then use that to pay for medical care. It's just, that's the idea. It's just to, to okay. monetize it and to have people realize that, yes, it's a money as well. And I think if around the world we show people that plastic is worth money, we'll get all kinds of other creative ideas. Is it, it seems like there's a, an opportunity for, you know, some heavy hitters out there, so the kind of billionaire level, yep. to come in and literally put, you know, a plastic bank in, you know, some of a exactly. huge location where the problem is. Totally. And then, and yeah. then just start, you know, banking all the plastic into money with exactly. one of these machines. Yeah. It's profitable too. And you don't yeah. even have to do it. That. I mean, we can just, you just take the plastic and then ship it to the facility. That You don't have to have one of the machines everywhere. Oh, really? No, no, okay. no. Yeah, just yeah. put it into a container and ship it. Like, it's not that bad. You, you know, container holds 40,000 pounds. Like, it's not. 40,000 pounds. 40,000 pounds, yeah. 20 ton. 20 ton, okay. Per container, right? It's a lot of plastic so, out of the environment, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, right. it's a start. It starts about three hundred thousand uh, tons of plastic in the ocean. That's for sure. Yeah, there, yeah, there's more than that. Millions. Oh, is there? Yeah. So you know, and so so yeah, there's there's solutions. I don't. know, We'll keep figuring it out. Like you know, yeah. and maybe there's facilities, you know, locally already that can recycle some of the material. Lots of it should be turned into fabric for clothing. Even I mean, there's all kinds of things that can be done with it. All kinds. All, all kinds. We've just, I think what, what happened was that, you know, out of my study, like I can, I, well, I, I, I conclude to myself, really, I conclude that um, we were, you know, that we got to a position where we were told and we began to believe and learn that consuming was important for everybody. In essence, that uh, we were really made to become consumers, right? Mm. And and thereby we we found some things we were willing to show as being very very inexpensive or or not not worth much that we would continue consuming, and so that it became an addiction of society that plastic is worthless and it's not like and that and I know we're changing we're getting we're getting to a tipping point where we're going to start having people see that, oh no, oh wait a second, plastic is great and it's worth tons of money and we should really be in a position where it's, you know, that it's at such a price point that, that manufacturing doesn't have an option but to use it and that, and that people don't have an option but to go and collect it and that people would never think about throwing away dollar bills. So yeah. why would they, you know, why would they go and throw away plastic? Well, uh, I can't thank you enough, David, uh, for coming pleasure. on the show. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been truly insightful and, um, what other things um, to wrap up? What other things that our kind of listeners can do to kind of help you know drive the momentum forward with what you're doing at PlasticBank.org? Um, what what can we do to assist you know and helping sort this global plastic um, problem out? 
thank you for that. I think that's, that's, that's important. And I think that's always should be, you know, there's just always got to be an actionable of some sort. Well, first off for us, you know, go to plasticbank.org. We got a petition there. Ultimately, you know, it's a Facebook page that, that, that shows that you demand that corporations use social plastic, critically important so that we can exhibit to the right companies that, yeah, look, you know, look, there's millions of people asking you to not use virgin plastic anymore. And that we're asking you to use social plastic again, business solution up and above that. You know, and I was just having a discussion today that I'm really endeavoring to be very zero waste in my life. And I, and I look at everything and I make sure that everything gets recycled and I'm, I'm trying to use less. And, and you know what, I, I try not to use plastic cutlery. I, you know, I carry my own, um, you know, bamboo, you know, spork with me. I, yeah. I, I, I look at things as being very valuable. And I think that it begins with, with everybody to look at everything around you, not just plastic, the paper, the metal, everything. And, and know straw, straws, especially, and know that it has extremely high value and that it's not to be wasted because when you act in life in a way that you think things are a waste, everything else will become wasteful, especially money and everything else. And that's really kind of a precipice to becoming wealthy in life and to be able to have the other things that you want is you need to value the things. And when you act in a wasteful way, you know, I could argue that you probably won't get a lot of of, of other value in your life. You won't find the wealth in your life because you don't see it as being wealthy. Thank you very much, David. And um, for all the listeners out there, we, David's gonna, we're going to feature David in the Eco Times magazine, awesome. um, which is on iTunes. So it's on the iPad and iPhone. And the link will be in the description. So thank you again, David, for coming on the show. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, look Thanks, forward man. to having you back on the show. So yeah, we'll definitely get you, you back. Thank you. And um, yeah. stay and in you, touch. You rock for having the show as well, by the way. It's awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Take care, David. Okay, Alexander. <laughs>